So today is Palm Sunday, and in the biblical account of Palm Sunday, things were going very well. Jesus was healing people. He was doing miracles. He had many followers that were excited, and they were calling him the king as he was on his road on the way to Jerusalem. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick up in Luke 19. Luke 19. Uh-oh. There we go. Okay, Luke 19, we're going to pick up in verse 35. It says this, And when they brought the colt to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that he had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. So obviously there was excitement in the air. Things were going well, there, but there was more going on than just what people could see and comprehend. And Jesus alluded to that when he said at the back, at the bottom there, if you notice the Pharisees in the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your disciples, tell them not to praise and rejoice, tell them not to do these things. And Jesus said, listen, if these guys don't, guess what's going to happen? The stones are actually going to cry out. Basically, what was going on, there was this spiritual depth of excitement going on because Jesus was entering into Jerusalem to actually be crucified so all of nature would be redeemed from the curse of sin. So basically what's happening here is Jesus is saying, listen, if the people didn't praise me, nature would actually praise me. Now, I have a question for you. Do you want things to go well in your life? Do you want things to go well in your life? Yeah, we all want things to go well. And I will tell you this, the easiest of God's plans to accept are when things are going well, right? When God has a plan and we're following after that plan and things are going well, that's the easiest to accept, okay? I am healthy. I'm in a good financial place. My relationships are good. My job is good. Things are going well. And our response is, that's what I'm talking about, right? This is the way things should go, okay? Things are going well. God is good. God has a plan. The easiest of God's plan to accept are when things are going well. But when things are not going well, a couple of things happen, right? When things are not going well, we're uncomfortable. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes we have difficult things to do. Sometimes there's nothing that we can do. It just hurts. No one desires to be uncomfortable. The next is this. Go back. Okay. The next is we're stressed, right? It's stressful when we are dealing with something that is unpleasant. We start to think about it too much. We start to talk about it too much. We start to lose sleep over it. We become consumed and stressed out over it. The next, when things are going well, is we lack joy. We love to be happy. We love to have a smile on our face. We love enjoying life. We love enjoying things in general. And when things are not going well, it kind of steals our joy. We're, we don't have that spring in our step. We're just kind of like a little bit bummed out. And finally, when things are not going well, 
like this clicker, okay? We feel trapped and enslaved or enslaved. So difficulty at times can enslave us and actually threaten our freedom because our life focuses in on the problem or the issue so much so that our time and energy goes into that thing that's not going well. And it's almost like we're slaves to the bad situation. Have you ever been there? Okay, have you ever been at that place where you're uncomfortable, you're stressed, you lack joy, you feel trapped or enslaved? And a lot of it is because you point to something in your life that is not going well and you don't like it. But when things are going well, there is actually a trap that we can fall into when things are going well. And that trap can be complacency and taking that time for granted and being selfish with that time. I think we could all admit, because we expect things to go well, when things go well, we just kind of say, mm-hmm, yeah, things are going well. But I believe that there's two things, two main things that we should be doing when things are going well. And the first is we need to use that time to strengthen our faith. So things are going well. Let's just paint a picture in your life right now. Things are going well. And those times are going to be times when you're called on to actually prepare for when things are not going well. Let me just tell you something on this rainy Sunday morning, not to bum you out, but you probably will not live your entire life without suffering in some way. Okay, do you believe that? You probably won't live your life without suffering in some way. So if you're at a season in life, if God's plan for you right now in your life is for things to be going well, you need to look at this and say, you know what, what can I do to strengthen my faith. It's kind of like studying for a test. Remember that back in school? Some of you kids are still in school. You study for a test. You have this controlled environment. You go in your room. You have your desk, and you're studying, and you're studying, and you're studying, and you're, you're making everything like in your mind. You're, you're getting all ready. So this way, when you go in the test, you're like, I'm ready. I got my number two pencil. Like, I'm ready to do this. Like, okay, I got all the information. Just throw it at me, and I'm going to regurgitate this, and I'm ready for the test. But on the other hand, have you ever not been ready for a test? Okay, maybe some of you were more like me when I was in school. Okay, a lot of times I didn't really spend the time studying for the test. I was out playing and doing whatever I felt like doing. And then when the test came, I was stressed out, right? I was stressed out and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn because I didn't have the information that I needed. Well, in some senses, when things are going well, you have this great amount of time to actually study and prepare because eventually something is going to come your way that's going to test what you know and test what you believe. The second is this. We need to be looking for opportunities to help others. Now, do you think that God just made things going well in your life right now just for your benefit? Do you think that God's like, okay, you know what? Everything's just going to go well. Just sit back and relax and don't do anything. Just relax. I do believe that God does have us rest and relax and recharge and gives us comfort. I believe that. But I don't believe that it's just so that we can rest and relax. I think that if we believe that, we're not seeing the entire picture. Because maybe right now God's plan for you is that things are going well so that you can actually help other people. So that you can look around and say, okay, 
I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not stressed. I'm not lacking joy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place right now. So what can I be doing for other people? So today, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want to deal with God's plan when things are going well. Okay, God's plan when things are going well. And the first thing we're going to deal with is comfort. First, we deal with comfort. These, these are all, like I talked about, being uncomfortable when things are not going well. Well, when things are going well, if you're comfortable, you're normally pretty comfortable when things are going well. So most people want to be comfortable, and there's obviously nothing wrong with that. But God does give us comfort for the benefit of ourselves, for us to rest and recharge, but he also gives us comfort so that we can actually comfort other people. You see, when things are going well in life, you're, you're experiencing God's grace, God's mercy, and you're seeing this, and you're like, yes, this is awesome, I love this. But now you have an opportunity to look around and say, you know what, I see a person who's uncomfortable, who's struggling, who's suffering, I would like to comfort them right now. Now, if you've ever been to a funeral that I've spoken at, I usually use this verse. It's in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. And it says this, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So you may be very comfortable right now because things are going well. Now you have to realize that you've probably been in seasons when you were uncomfortable. So now in this season of comfort, you could look and say, you know what, back there, ah, that really stunk. But here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. Here's what helped me. Here's what comforted me. Now you are in this amazing place to live out God's plan while things are going well to say, how can I comfort another person? How can I bring comfort to them? You may have felt comfort through prayer and through his word. So you're going to encourage people to do those things, to get into God's word, to get into praying more often so that they can be comforted by God. But not only that, you can look and say, how can I be an agent of comfort to them from God? So when things are going well, here's, here's the temptation for us, if we're honest with ourselves. When things are going well, we're like, yeah, things are going well. And then when we hear or see if things not going well in other people, you're like, ah, kind of bummer. <laughs> like, that's not going well. But then we just kind of move on. We look, and you know what, it, and unfortunately, our culture has kind of desensitized this, right? How many times have you turned on the news and just saw bad news, and you're just like, eh, that was bad news. You know what I mean? And then you change the channel, okay? Oh, people were shot. People, this happened, this happened. And you're just like, oh, yep, more bad news, more bad news, more bad news, okay? We see this, and we become desensitized to it. But the problem is, is among the fellowship of believers, if we start to see our fellow believers feeling uncomfortable, things not going well, and we decide, oh, you know what? Things are going well for me, so I'm just going to continue on my way. What are we really doing with the time that's going well? We need to look at this time and say, you know what? If things are going well, it's time to comfort other people. 
So maybe you're financially comfortable. How can you help with your resources for other people? Maybe you have extra time. How can you help with that time to benefit other people? Maybe you have been going through something difficult and now you're on the other side of it. How can you look for people that are in similar situations that you just passed through and say, how can I bring comfort? What comforted me during that time and how can I help them? The point is, the season of comfort is not for just you to relax. You're being freed up because God has a plan that probably includes you comforting other people. You get that? You've been freed up. Don't look at it and say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Don't look at it like that. Look and say, where can I help? The second is low stress. When, you're, when, you're, when things are going wrong, you're stressed. But when things are going well, you usually experience low stress. And stress is actually tough, right? It can be taxing on us spiritually. It can be taxing on us physically. It can be taxing on us emotionally. So we need to use the times of low stress to do things that actually may normally stress us out. Let me say that again. Use the time of low stress to do things that may normally stress us out. In other words, you have an opportunity to strengthen your faith. You have an opportunity to strengthen your faith because now you're going to put some self-inflicted stress on yourself. Okay, You're basically going to say, oh, you know what? Normally, if things are not going well, it's hard to get things done. It's hard to focus. It's hard to do things. If you've been through a season in your life where things were not going well, you know that it's hard. Like even just sometimes daily tasks are difficult because you have so much else going on. So now what you're going to do is you're going to use this time of things going well. Use this time of low stress to create some discipline. Creating discipline can be stressful, and when we're experiencing a time of low stress, it's actually a time that we're more equipped to handle creating the discipline. Now, look at Proverbs 25, 22 through 23. It says, The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline. And because of his great folly, he is led astray. Notice that. He dies for lack of discipline. He dies for lack of discipline. So when we lack discipline, we end up messing up. We end up falling into sin. So now you have to ask yourself, what are the areas that I need discipline in? And the first area is obviously your spiritual life. How is your prayer life going? How disciplined are you in your prayer life? I would suggest that most of you would probably agree with this, that no one is 100% happy with your prayer life right now, right? I don't, I've never really met a person that's like, yeah, my prayer life, I pray too much, okay? Nobody, like, people don't say that, okay? We're all like, you know what, I could pray a little bit more. Like, I, I, I could journal. I could, you know, there's people I pray for. You know, I could, I could spend more time praying for other people and for the things of the Lord. The next is, are you reading and studying God's word? Are you getting into God's word? Okay. Sometimes when things are going well, we rest and relax and we have low stress. And what do we do? Plop down on the couch and binge something on Netflix, right? 
And that's how we use our time. And the, the funny thing, right, about things like binging stuff now, it's like you ever, and I've done this, I do this all the time, and I'm sure you have too. If you binge something on Netflix, if you binge a TV show, and then you tell somebody like, hey, I watched this, what do they do? They suggest three other things that you can binge too, right? You know? Oh, you wasted your time on that? You could waste your time on this, this, and this. It's great, okay? You have nothing going on right now? Go. Just sit around. Watch TV all day. But here's the truth. How much are you getting into God's word? How much are you studying his word? And let me just tell you, we have no excuses right now in this day and age on not knowing what to do, okay? You have your version Bible app. There's devotionals, tons of devotionals on there. We have our resource link on the church website. You can go and you can go to Got Questions and, and go to all the popular questions and learn the answers to all the popular questions. There are so many things. You could just sit down and do it old school, right? Just open a paper Bible, okay, and start reading. There is no excuse. Now, if you're at a low stress time, it can be stressful to study, right? But now you're at a low stress time. Things are going well. God didn't just set you free to say, like, oh, okay, go binge watch and hang out and do nothing, okay? He's saying, get into my word. Are there areas of your life in which you're falling into sin that need attention? Maybe things are going well, but there are certain temptations that come along with that. What are you doing in your spiritual life to actually guard yourself against those temptations so you don't go down the wrong road? See, if God has you in a season of life in which things are going well, use the low stress time in your life to work on your spiritual life. The next is your physical life. A lot of Christians don't talk about our physical life, but you know what? The, the truth is, is we're stewards of the body that God gave us. That means that we're supposed to take care of of ourselves. Now, maybe right now, maybe you, things are going well and you're working at home. I talked to a lot of people like, it's great. Work at home. I have no commute, nothing. Everything's going well. So the thing is, maybe it's time to pay attention to your physical health. According to businesswire.com, home gym equipment. Do you know how much home gym equipment went up? I, you're probably going to wish you bought stock after I told you. 170% home gym equipment. Why? I don't know if anybody's really actually more in shape. But guess what? They were home and they were like, well, I need gym equipment, okay? And I got a stimulus check, so I'm going to buy some, you know? And then go on Craigslist in two or three months and you can probably find a good deal. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. People have the same idea. Oh, you know what? Like, I have more time. Let me start taking care of myself. Maybe you don't eat healthy. And the thought of preparing healthy meals is stressful for you. You know, maybe you've thought to yourself, like, I would eat healthy if somebody just cooked it all and served it up to me if I had a home chef or something. Well, that's not going to happen, okay? So here's the thing. Maybe it's time to just say, like, you know what? I'm going to focus in on, you know, my family's nutrition a little bit more. We're going to spend some time making healthy meals. It takes stress. It takes time. But things are going well right now. So obviously you have that extra time. The discipline of physical health, I really truly believe this, will spill over into other areas of life. People that have physical discipline tend to be disciplined in other areas. Finally, is our emotional life. Maybe during this season of, uh, of things going well, you need to evaluate your emotional life. What makes you angry? What makes you upset? Who is healthy for you to be around? Who is unhealthy for you to be around? See, when things are not going well, a common thing that happens in people's emotional life is they become what they call undone. Have you ever experienced this or seen this? They just can't handle it. 
It's like a nervous breakdown. They just can't, I can't handle what's going on. It's because they never really worked on their emotional life. So then the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak, it's like that thing happens and then they can't function. So what are some things you can do to promote emotional health so that when things are going wrong, you don't become undone? See, when things are going well, we have less stress. Use that time to create some discipline so you're ready for the times in your life when God's plan includes things not going so well or difficult circumstances. Now, third, we have joy. You know, when things are not going well, sometimes it's hard to dig deep and find joy. Now, joy and happiness do not have to be a result of things going well. Most of you realize this. The Apostle Paul, when he wrote the letter to the Philippians, where was he? He was in jail, and that letter is about joy, okay? So he had a joy deep down, okay? Down in my heart, like that little song we sang in Sunday school, okay? He had that joy deep down because he had his relationship with the Lord, and he knew no one could take that away. So for the believer, there's no excuse not to have joy. But I will say this. When things are going well, it's a little bit easier, isn't it? Okay, it's a little bit easier to feel joyful. So right now, if things are going well, you not only have the joy in the Lord, but you have a sense of joy because life is good and you kind of have nothing to complain about, so to speak. Now in Hebrews 13, it says this. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Now, what this passage is saying is whatever you have, you share. So you share joy with those who are not experiencing joy. Now, bringing joy and making people happy is fun, right? You've heard that phrase, it's better to give than receive, when you're like, six or seven years old, you're like, what? <laughs> it's better to get. I'm sure it is, okay? But as you get older, you start to realize that when you parent children, you realize like, oh, it's so fun, like giving them a surprise, something they want. It's so fun. I love to surprise my kids. I love to make them joyful. See, when things are going well for you, it's a, actually a great opportunity to bring joy to fellow believers that are going through something difficult. So some ideas might be helping with daily tasks, maybe shopping or yard work for them, maybe errands, maybe sending them cards of encouragement, sending them takeout, encouragement through texts or emails, sending them a gift, doing something kind and nice for this person in their suffering. Because here's the thing, most suffering that people go through, there's not really much you can do, okay? like situations like somebody loses a loved one, you can't really do anything to ease that pain, but you can do things that will bring them joy. Now, sometimes we might think, well, there's nothing I can do. What do they really need? There's nothing I can do. I'm just going to say this. I would suggest just act to bring them joy. Whether it's like sending them a gift card, sending them something, just doing something nice. Don't second guess it. Don't be like, well, do they really need this? Just do it because here's what's going to happen. When you do it, you'll feel the joy in doing that. But not only that, even if they don't need it, they might get a gift card and be like, I don't really need a gift card, but that was really nice. You know, I didn't need a card from them. I didn't need this or I didn't need that. But you know what? That brought joy. And so realistically, they might think they didn't need it, but guess what? 
They actually did. And you needed to do it because guess what? God has freed you up. Which brings us to the final area, and that is free. Finally, when things are going well, we feel free. Unfortunately, when things are not going well, it takes time and energy to deal with it. As I said earlier, sometimes we feel enslaved by those bad situations. Then, but when things are going well, we kind of feel freed up. We have a sense of freedom because we don't have that heavy weight on us. When you're going through something difficult, it is. It's like a heavy weight, and you're trying to like get out from under it. You're trying to lift it up. You're trying to figure out, like, okay, how can I make this lighter? And in some cases, it might never be much lighter than it is right now. So now you, as a Christian, who things are going well for, you actually have freedom to actually go to another Christian and actually bear their burden. So let's look at Galatians 5. It says this, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So now there's a lot of things here. This is talking about our spiritual lives. We're called to freedom. So he's saying, you know, now that you're a Christian, don't use your opportunities to go and sin. But we can also apply this and say, hey, you know what? You're free now in God's plan. Things are going well. Don't just use it to just sit around. Don't just use it and waste it. God is not against relaxing. He's not against vacation. He's not against you spending time just recharging. He wants you to sleep. In six days, God created on the seventh day, he rested. God models rest. There's no doubt in my mind that God models rest. But we don't ever want to get to the point where we just use that freedom just on ourselves. We use it as an opportunity to serve other people. So maybe things are going well for you right now. What are you doing to help other people? How are you lifting the burdens from them? How are you helping them to feel a little freer in this time? Well, the truth is, maybe things are going well for you right now. Maybe you look at your life and you're like, things are going well, but you still feel a little uncomfortable you still feel a little stressed out. You still lack joy. You still feel enslaved. We live in the greatest country in the world, right? We have freedom. We're the richest country. We have everything. But there are miserable people walking around that when we look at and you look at, and maybe they're you, you look and you say, you have nothing to complain about. But they still feel uncomfortable. They still feel stressed. They still lack joy. They still feel enslaved. Well, I'm going to suggest two things. Maybe your life is off focus. And it could be in two ways, one of two ways. Maybe you're not a Christian yet. Maybe you don't love Jesus. Maybe your focus is not on Jesus. Let me just tell you, you will go through life with amazing things that happen to you. Maybe wealth, maybe great health and this and that. You will, will go through life unfulfilled if you don't trust in Jesus. If you don't trust that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for your sins. If you don't trust that Jesus rose from the grave to prove that he is God. If you don't trust what Jesus said when he said, all who believe will have eternal life. So maybe that's you today. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're like, I feel all those things. I shouldn't feel all those things because like life is good, but I don't really feel like it's good. 
Well, maybe you haven't trusted Jesus. Maybe you have a friend. Maybe you have a friend that, you know what? They need to trust Jesus. And guess what? Next week is Easter. Easter is actually the most popular day for people to visit church. They're like, okay, I'll do that. Okay, Easter. So maybe that is the day that they will come because you said, hey, you know what? I've noticed that you need Jesus. Okay, I've noticed that. But maybe you're a Christian and you feel all these ways. Maybe you're a Christian and you feel all these ways. And I think part of the reason why a Christian would be stressed, uncomfortable, if things are going well, part of the reason why a Christian would feel these ways is maybe you're just off focus. Maybe you're just not living for the Lord. And it is so easy right now in this day and age to get off focus. All this technology that has like, you know, people have created to do what? Make life easier. Let me ask you a question. Has all this stuff made your life easier? I think that's up for debate, isn't it? Okay? There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of distractions. And when we get distracted and our focus is off Christ, guess what? We're going to feel unfulfilled. Even as a believer, we're going to feel unfulfilled because it's not what God has for us. We're going to feel unfulfilled. So if that's the case, if that's you right now, you're like, oh, things are going well. I really have nothing to complain about but I feel like garbage, okay? I just don't feel, like, I don't have joy. I feel uncomfortable. I'm stressed out. I don't feel free. I just don't feel great. Well, here's the truth. You need to experience what the disciples experienced on that Palm Sunday in history. They experienced knowing, okay, Jesus, he's the Messiah. He was riding in to Jerusalem. Listen to what he said, what they said. The whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. You know what? If you're a Christian, I'll focus. Here's what you need to do. Base level. Just focus on Jesus. Praise him. Worship him. Glorify him. Look at the great things that he has done in your life to get yourself back on focus. Because guess what? If you're focusing on anything else, you're going to be left wanting. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this day. I'm thankful for each person that's here. I'm thankful for this Palm Sunday, that this day in history, the disciples' focus was solely on you. We realize that Things took a turn for what they thought was the worst, but you knew was the best. But Lord, I pray that we keep our focus. I pray for all the believers here right now and those that are listening online, that if things are going well in their lives, they reevaluate and look and see how they're using this time of things going well to actually work on their spiritual lives, to actually look for opportunities to help and bless other people that are going through difficult things. I'm just thankful for this church. I'm thankful, Lord, for the freedom that we have to meet together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.